Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we're able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. Do you think today can get any better? Running in Faith Talk is just what you need right now to make the day better. And joining me once again is Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Thanks for having me, Dean. Man, we've had some crazy weather lately, haven't we? Yeah, you I, know, I, I, <laughs> I'm a weather guy anyway. You know, yeah, I, was, you I was Paul's junior forecaster when I was growing up. Got to be <laughs> on TV when I was like 10. Both of my boys did the same thing. Yeah. Um, but it just kills me how nowadays... Number one, they they name winter storms like it's a hurricane. And then this past week, you know, we had a a dusting at most. Yeah. I mean, did you get about a dusting at your house? Well, we got a little bit more than that at our house. But, but I mean, for the past two weeks on social media, these meteorologists have been on there just like snowmageddon. And <laughs> it never fails. You get to like a day before and they're like, oh, the system's breaking down. It's not. And I'm like, really? You know. Yeah. I think the grocery stores are behind it. You know, they sell out of milk and bread and eggs. And I mean, empty shelves. Empty. Completely yeah. empty. Yeah. yeah. Holly went to go get a, a gallon of milk, not because it was snowing, because we were out, and the store was out of milk. I guess so, people have milk milk and bread soup or something. I'm not milk sure. Milk sandwiches. What the, yeah. yeah. All the, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But, yeah. So, yeah. And, and I'm... Uh, I'm stuffy. If you you can probably hear me, and, and I'm stuffy, and I can't get rid of this this mess. Uh, and, and in addition, it's got my brain kind of funky. So if I say something that's just weird, uh, you know, it's it's just the fog brain. So is it age or brain fog? I, I, or is it a combination of both? I think it's a little bit of sickness, age, and brain fog. It's a little. It's a combination of several things. All right, then. So, so you've got every excuse covered. Yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. then. All right. Hey, uh, just so you know, if you're out there listening, maybe this is your first time listening, or maybe you've been listening and you had a business and you've been considering this but haven't done it. Um, we would love to support your business while you support Run for God. Uh, if you're interested in finding out more about our corporate partnership uh, program, send an email to runlanehollis at gmail.com and he'll get you all of the information. But this week's episode is brought to you by our good friends uh, at Front Runner Athletics. As followers, we are told to put on the whole armor of God as a runner. You also have gear you need to put on to protect yourself from injuries and aches and pains. Front Runner Athletics is a family-owned running store that helps you uh, find quality gear that will help you run and not grow weary. They're also longtime supporters of Run for God. Uh, visit Front Runner locally in Chattanooga on Hicks and Pikes for a complimentary fitting or online at frontrunnerathletics.com. Mention Run for God and get a 10% discount um Good chad place. Alyssa, all the guys up there at front runner have been big supporters of run for god for years and years and years and, and we just can't thank them enough yeah absolutely great group of people yeah good good christian folks for sure you know one of the things we were talking about weather a few minutes ago i remember when i was in college we had a we had a guy from delaware on our team 
Well, you know, Delaware gets its share of snow. Yeah. He, he came up and growing up kind of in snow and driving in snow. And so he, he uh, we were on a trip somewhere mm-hmm. and, and we had snow and we had to drive through this snow. And so we're driving these vans and Delaware, we used to call him, uh, decided <laughs> that he was he was going to drive because he had experience in it. And 10 minutes later, we had to be dragged out of a ditch. Uh, it was funny because I think people up north think people down south are crazy when they go crazy about the snow. But the yeah. problem is in the south, the snow's not the same as it is in the north. Not even close. And I was born in New Jersey. I know the difference is is, is fairly stark. Yeah. And so uh, we have it, ice here. We do. Yeah. We it's almost ice, always ice. There's there's no. I mean, you start sliding in ice, you're. You're, you're going to slide to wherever you stop. You're at the mercy and, with wherever with the bottom snow, of the hill is. you can kind of correct things. If yeah. you get to slide and you can, if you know what you're doing, you can correct things. But ice, it's yep. gravity's going to take over. You're done. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> How about a Facebook post from this week? Um, there were actually a, a bunch this week that, that I, I wanted to choose from, but I, I wanted to share two posts. And I'll, I'll share the reason here in just a minute. This one is from Carol Genua. I hope I said that right. If I didn't, I'm so sorry, Carol. I said, well, I have signed up for this season, and I must say I'm feeling a bit ridiculous about it. I am 76 and need to lose at least 50 pounds, and I'm a grandmother of 11. My doctor is always encouraging me to walk, so here I go. I have never been a runner, although I do a little walking. But I am going to start and get as far as I can, but plan to stick with the program all year, pushing myself to do what I can. Really, I'm not dreaming of running a marathon, but of improving my health and continuing to feel encouraged by listening to all of you determined people. What a great, that's a great sentiment. Sure. And then not far removed from that one was another one. And this one says, um, they said, this was a bit disheartening for those of us who don't have a group. They were responding to what somebody else had said about, I think it's part of our, our, I don't know if it's a podcast or whatever, about being in a group. And, and I, here's what I wanted to point out about these two, these two things. They're, they're such a different mindset. One is, I'm going to do all I can do. I'm 76 years old. There's no, you know, logically, it doesn't make sense for me to be able to do this, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do all I can do. And the other one is, and, and this, I'm not throwing stones at this mm, other no. person at all. We all do this. We all do it. But the other person is like, oh, man, this is it. If I had a group like some of these other people do, then this would be so much better. And it's just looking at it from a positive versus a negative standpoint. Sure. And, uh, but we can all learn something from that, can't we? Yeah, and it's it's funny how this Facebook post, the story, your Dean's thoughts, and then some of my comments all line right up this week. Yeah. And we don't plan this nope. at all. I mean, literally, I, I don't read this to the morning of. I spent a couple hours this morning going through this. It's funny how these things just line up uh, yeah. with the topics, but I, I want to talk about the 800-pound gorilla in the room right now, at least from my standpoint. Um, you know, we've been seeing the post, and everybody has done this at one time or another, me included, you included, of people saying, well, 
I had 12 inches of snow last night. I didn't get my workout in today. Yeah. Or it's 20 degrees outside. I didn't get my workout in today. Or blah, 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 put in excuse. I didn't get my workout in today. Now, you didn't join this run club for Dean and I to um, console you when things get hard. So consider this a little kick in the pants. Stop making excuses. Yep. If if you're in this club and and you have a goal of running a 5K, a 10K, or maybe you're in the Couch to Marathon program, or you're just trying to maintain some kind of level of fitness, um, excuses are kind of like snowballs. They get bigger and worse and worse the more you use them. Yeah. Um, and I've used them, so don't think I'm throwing rocks here because I, I'm talking to myself here too. Do whatever it takes. You know, we've seen people on here get their runs in in the hallways of their house, <laughs> on back porches, you know, around their yard. I'll never forget it was back when COVID started and somebody was on lockdown and they posted a picture. They did like 40 something laps around their house. Yep. And they posted that. the Garmin picture. It I was remember like, that. Yeah. <laughs> number one, it makes you feel incredibly hardcore when you get done for sure doing something when everything is trying to get you not to do it but number two it it becomes a a pattern it becomes it bleeds over to every other area of your life you know if you say okay it's negative 47 outside today it's probably a little too dangerous to be outside running i'm either going to find a treadmill or i'm going to find a gym at a church or i'm going to run 3,200 laps up and down my hall in my house, find a way to make it happen because what you'll start to see when you when you start to make that pattern is it'll bleed over to other areas of your life. When you have an obstacle at work, obstacles, we're going to talk about that a lot today, you'll learn to overcome those and, and you'll look at how can I get this done rather than how is this going to take me out of the game. And so, yeah, consider this the kick in the pants. We I've seen the post. I'm on the Facebook group. Um, let's let's find ways to get things done and not offer up excuses as to why we can't. Now, if you're out there and you're the one one of the ones that posted this, believe me, I've done it too. Amen. But that is why we're all on here to hold each other accountable. And I've seen a few people kind of get corrected on there, gently, gently and lovingly. But that that's the reason we're in this club. Yep. And to the to the person who says they don't have a group, yes, you do. You have this group, this Facebook group, especially if you're not on there, get on there. It's it's probably the most uplifting and encouraging and motivational groups I've ever been a part of. Yeah, that's, that's a great word. And I, I'll never forget when I was in high school, I was a senior in high school. I had already won a state championship in high school. So not only was I the best runner on my team. I was the best runner in the state of Georgia at the time. Mm -hmm. And my coach one day, I was complaining. I was just whining Mm -hmm. about about the workout we were going to be doing. And um, he just, he looked at me and said, he said, Thompson, why, why don't you just go home? And I looked up at him, and I'm like, Good "Reverse psychology." I'm like, well, what, "What are you talking about?" And, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah. Just I'll tell you what. If this is too hard, just just go on home. And now don't come back tomorrow 
but but go on home and 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 be as comfortable as you want to be and of course it drove the point home to me that quit your whining yeah. and just get up and, and just go out there and do the workout and and i did i didn't say another word the rest of that day but you know what i needed i needed to hear that sure. and he knew it and so he he hit me with it and it it was it made the difference so if you're out there and you're like man that's that may sound that sounds harsh well listen we need a harsh word every once in a while. We do. In this world today, we're not used to that as much as we used to be. Yeah. But uh, but it's, it's And the reason word. we say it is because we know why you join. <clears throat> yes. We know you have goals. Everybody has different ones, but everybody has goals and reasons that they join this. Hopefully, many of you have it written down on a sheet of paper and hanging on your bathroom mirror like we talk about a lot. But we know you have a why as to why you started this program. And- Regret is so much more painful than whatever that workout that you're contemplating trying to get in is. Every it's way worse. Every and so time. to the people out there who may have missed, say you're in the, the marathon challenge or you're in the 5K challenge or wherever you're at in this program right now and you've missed a workout. I posted this yesterday because I've been seeing this a lot. I missed a workout. I've messed up. No, you haven't. No. Nope. Forget about it. And focus on today's. Don't go back and try to make up. We talk about that a lot. Focus on today. Focus on tomorrow. And and for many of you and, and me years ago, it's it's a learning curve. This is something that most of us, and especially in America, aren't used to. Is is following through on resolutions or goals or whatever it is like this, and it's. It's hard, but it gets it gets easier the more you do it because you you train that that discipline muscle, if you will, to do it at all cost, and that's what we've got to learn to do. Yeah, and let, uh, there's one group of people out there, and it, this Facebook post is one of the, is is from one of those groups. Maybe, probably, over half the folks in Run Club are individuals who are doing this on their own. Now maybe they, maybe they have a partner or they maybe yeah. they, maybe they don't. Maybe you maybe you're all alone and you're you're and I've heard so many times and I'm on, I'm just going to be honest with you. This drives me crazy when I hear it because I hear somebody say, "Well, if I had somebody else to do it, I could do it." Mm-hmm. No. If you can do it with somebody else, you can do it on your own. Sure. Don't use that excuse. Yeah, don't allow yourself to go there. Your group is this fa- is this run club and this Facebook group. And this podcast and the Thursday Night Lives, the more you put into this group, the more you're going to get out That's of it. That's right. It's just, I mean, it's just like church. That's exactly The more right. you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. Amen. And we get emails all the time. We have this past week, you know, of people, they'll, they'll email and they're complaining about something. And we start asking, well, did you log in? Have you went to the, have you listened to the podcast? Have you done the Facebook Live? No, no, and no. And those are the people that tend to be the most upset that they're not getting as much out of this club as some others. And it's because they're choosing not to, it's a choice and only you can make that choice. So we'll get off our soapbox and, and, but again, hear me when I say this is all in love and that Dean and I have both been here before. I mean, I can think of a time right now vividly in fitness where Dean challenged me and said, Hey, because I was thinking about, we've talked about it, or pulling out of a, a half marathon that I was doing. 
or a marathon, or not not a marathon, Iron Man. Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And Dean said, I mean, he really kicked me in the teeth. And he said, you're going to regret this. And I didn't do it, and I'm glad I didn't do it. And so we all need that kick in the pants sometimes. You didn't do it, meaning you didn't drop out. I didn't drop yeah, out. Yeah, right. <laughs> sure. So, hey, thanks, Carol, for that post because it was very uplifting and, uh, and very encouraging to a lot of people, I'm sure, including myself. We had a trivia question from last week, and it was a very simple, straightforward trivia question. And the, the question was, name four of the six marathon majors. And, of course, the six marathon majors are Boston, Chicago, New York, Berlin, London, and Tokyo. Did you know those six? I did. Could you yeah, name all six? Yeah. yeah. I find it interesting that three of them are in America. Yeah, I know. Half of them are in America. Yeah. Yeah, it is. that is interesting. The one that I forget about more often than any others, for whatever reason, is the Tokyo one. I don't know why. London is really easy for me to remember, and then the three, the three American ones are real easy. Uh, Out of the six, is it London that's the fastest usually? Actually... Um, London's really fast. Berlin's really fast. A but lot of records are set at London. Yeah, London is a, London's really fast. It's yeah. it's super flat. Um, Berlin is like that, too. I think the Tokyo one is fairly flat, too. Now, the, the tough ones are New York and, and Boston. Right. New York and Boston are both hilly. Boston it is interesting because Boston is a net downhill. So you run downhill in Boston. The problem with Boston is it's the first four miles that are downhill. And those are not the miles you want to be running downhill right. in a marathon because what they do is they really beat your legs Trash up. Trash your legs. And so many people have have gone out too fast in Boston and just absolutely crashed and burned because of that because it just feels so easy cuz you're going downhill and uh and then you got the the Newton Hills which are at the critical point of the race where you normally struggle in a marathon and so it's just it's it's So brutal. two questions the Newton Hills is that like an area of town is that like a community Newton Newton is a community okay. yes and is that where the Newton running shoes name come from I don't I wonder about that. I don't know. Because is it Newton? The guy who's, who started Newton is from Cleveland, Tennessee. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. Really? That's, yeah. So I don't know if that came out of out of. So that is Newton based in Cleveland? Yeah. yeah. Really? I, I'm I'm 98% sure of that. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. That's in our back door. It is. Yeah. Hmm. So, okay. So, well, is his na- so is his name Newton? I don't think so. I'm not sure where the But did he from. name it because of the Newton Hills? No, I I, I want to say, and now I'm speaking. Now we're going to have a trivia question. Well, now, yeah, now I'm just <laughs> out of my head because now I'm just, I'm saying stuff that I think, and I may be completely wrong, but I want to think that the Newton thing has something to do with the scientists. Physics. Yeah, the yeah. physics of it because of the, the lugs on the bottom of the Newton sure. shoes and how that works. Okay. So, um but we'll get an answer to that. Yeah, we need to look that up. That's a very interesting question, for sure. Uh, of course, the it's called the Abbott World Marathon Majors officially, and uh, this year was really really exciting because the normally those marathon majors are spread out over the year, uh, but this year they were not. They were all six running the fall because of COVID. And people, you know, Boston was postponed and Tokyo was virtual, and it was just a whole different year this year. And so Shalane Flanagan ran all six of them. Shalane, obviously, being a former New York City Marathon winner. And, um, of course, she's retired now. She's 40 years old. She ran all six and was 
probably the first elite athlete to ever run all six marathon majors. I can't imagine there's been another elite athlete that's ever done it. Or to do them that fast. <laughs> yeah, just to all do them six, that, yeah. Yes, it is incredible. Because she got faster and faster, didn't she? Well, it was up and down. Okay. Her slowest one was Chicago, which was interesting because she did Chicago the day before she did Boston because they were back-to-back days. And so her slowest one was the one where she was trying to be real conservative to make sure she had enough for the next day. Um, otherwise, I think she would have run, run all of these maybe under 240 or at least really close to being under 240. I think one was right at 240, and then I think Chicago was like 246. The rest were all under 240. Um, so, yeah, it was <clears throat> an incredible achievement. It was pretty cool. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of people who do make it their mission to run all six in a year. Yeah, um, Those are people with uh, a lot of money. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a lot cheap. of traveling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, yep, it, it was this this fall. They were all within six weeks of one another, which is just just crazy. Um, so they give out prize money to the top runners and they they have a world marathon majors ranking. So the elite athletes do this. And then they have this this placing system where you get like 25 points for first, 16 points for second, nine for third. And it goes down to one point to fifth place. You don't get the top five. You don't get any points. Mm. I mean, that's pretty elite, mm-hmm. uh, elite deal there. And of course, there's tiebreakers and things like that. Um, so it's it's um, it's a cool thing from an elite standpoint but all of these marathons are really fascinating to do as just a general runner too and they obviously probably well i don't know maybe boston some of these wouldn't exist without the everyday runner running them you sure. know to, to prop them up yeah um, and to support them so uh yeah so maybe you've gone out there maybe maybe you'd like to do one of these marathons one day go out there and do it i've done uh, i've done boston but I've never done New York or Chicago. Hmm. So um, I would love to do both of those at some point in my life. But yeah, maybe, maybe in the future. Sure. Yep. All right. So we're, we're a little ways into the couch to marathon program. We are. Is it, is it too late? It's not, it's not, it's not too late. Uh, We're, we're kind of, we're several weeks into the 5k challenge as of this, uh, as of this airing. And so, yeah, I mean, really, we've said that you can really start this program weeks into it if you've if you've never run before or, you know, eight or nine weeks into it, if you have some level of running um, background. And, yeah, it's going great. Yeah. Like I said, all you got to do is get hop on the, the Facebook group to see. I mean, people are posting their workouts and encouraging one another. And, you know, it's it's fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, and, it is. Uh, right now. You know, if you're if you're in that program, you, you're wearing the couch to you're wearing the marathon challenge hoodie. Those are on sale for pre order right now. That we, we put those up for three weeks: the hoodie, the t shirt, and the hat. Um, so I think we've got about another week and a half left of those being up for for pre order. So you can hop on runforgod.com and get those. But yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. We're actually starting to prep for a 5K challenge that will start this spring and we're going to kind of do it the same way that we've, we've done the marathon challenge the past two years in that we're having a set start date so that you can start with people from all over the country same day in your community but you have a group 
in, yeah. in Run Club that you're doing this with. Uh, this is something we've never done before. We yeah. we started this whole online presence with we jump right to the marathon uh, for whatever reason, but it worked. And <laughs> yeah. so, but now we're going to offer the 5K challenge this spring. We don't have a firm date yet, but we may do the 5K challenge periodically throughout the year so that you can hop in and, and, and join us whenever is convenient for you. Um, you know, this is for everybody who wants to go. You know, maybe the marathon wasn't for you and you thought, you know, if there's ever anything. Uh, shorter i'll jump in that it'll be a little bit warmer weather when this starts um depending on where you live if you're in north dakota it may still be cold when this starts <laughs> um but just like we've talked about before you can take this challenge in your community but you'll be joined by hundreds or even thousands of people from around the country doing it the same time and that's where you know that's where having the facebook group and the thursday night lives come in so handy yeah. is because people can come on and ask you questions they can talk back and forth it's I, i'm encouraged by seeing how many people have said in the run club group this group is so encouraging yeah um, and these are this is coming from the people who are in their own towns doing it themselves yeah. but they're leaning on this group as as we've said it it's the greatest running club in the world amen you get up early before the kids for your morning workout Spend some time studying or reading your devotion. And pick up the kids each afternoon. Whatever the moment, J Radio has you covered. Get your account at jradio.com and download the app in your app store. J Radio, music for every moment. All right, we're back, and Mitchell mentioned this idea of Thursday nights. Thursday nights, we go live on Facebook at 9 p.m. On the Run Club on, Facebook group. On the Run Club Facebook group. And if you haven't participated in that, um, we'd love to have you. Now, I know for some of you on the East Coast, a lot of people are like, well, 9 p.m. is really late for me. And I get that because it's late for me, too. <laughs> I go to I go to bed a little bit later that night than I do any other night during the week usually, yeah. um, and that's it's worth it. It's worth it. It's uh, if you got to stay up an extra half an hour, ah, it'll, it'll yeah. Be well, worth. go ahead and get ready for bed. I mean, grab your laptop and and sit in the bed and and watch it because I mean the discussions on here are always pretty cool. You always yeah. have a topic that you typically <laughs> start the live feed with, but then that a lot of times that'll take tangents and it, yep. it'll, it'll kind of morph into something and it's it's based on what everybody's wanting to talk about really yep. usually your topic yep. comes from something that somebody's mentioned and, and you'll you'll make that as the topic um and then if you're in one of the challenges like you give time you know for the marathon challenge if you've got questions that's the place to come plug in uh if you've got concerns you can come there and ask those maybe something specific to you um so like we said earlier this club is all about you're going to get as much out as you put in yep um and that's what it's all about yep yep hey we've had a number of people share their story lately mm -hmm. and that's great to see keep them coming uh, go to the Run for God page to the 
<clears throat> excuse me, to the runforgod.com. And at the bottom, there's something in there that says submit your story. We make it really easy. We ask you the questions. Just write your story. We have some, some scripture references and some questions we ask you to put in there as well. And uh, we would love to share your story. And we can even do it live if, you're, if, if it can work it out. Yeah. And uh, where you can be here and we can be here and we could do it live. That's even more fun. And we've done that a few times and it's been it's been a blast sure. to do it. So uh, anyway, <clears throat> you an Olympics fan. Do you, do you like the Winter Olympics at all or are you just a summer? I like Olympics some guy? of the events. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be really cute in this year because um, of Winter Vanecki, a young lady that, that Lane actually used to, to compete with in triathlon. Um, she was kind of a. She's got a really cool story. Her dad, her father died of prostate cancer, and she became an ag- advocate at a very young age. She created a nonprofit called Team Winner. Um, but she switched several years ago from the sport of triathlon to the sport of aerial jumping. Wow. I what mean, a difference. That, that doesn't seem like a logical segue <laughs> from triathlon to aerial jumping. Um, but she's very athletic, and uh, she really excelled quickly, and she actually made the Olympic team. Wow. And so she'll be um, she'll be in the Olympics this year. So I'm going to make sure to follow that. But, yeah, I mean, I like – you talk about the speed skating in here. I, I, I do like that. That's always kind of fun to watch. Um, do you watch the cross-country skiing? I don't. No. Now, last, that's never interested me. Last Olympics, I got into the cross-country skiing and the uh, uh, biathlon. Biathlon's fascinating. And if you're a hunter, I would think you'd like biathlon. You know, that's the one where they've, they've got to ski, and then they, they shoot at these targets. They've got five targets, and they try to hit the targets. And if they miss one, then they get a penalty, mm-hmm. and they have to they have to, to ski this extra loop yeah. for each time they miss one. And it's just – it's it, it's kind of interesting yeah. because, I mean, those guys, it's every bit as hard as running cross-country oh, skiers, sure. every yeah. bit. And so you're, it's like, think about it. Think about being in a 5K, running as hard as you can, and then stopping and trying to be still enough to I shoot I wonder why they don't target. make that an event, like a summer event. Yeah, it's I don't the, know. the biathlon for... For running and shooting that now that would probably interest me (laughs) um obviously i love the the super g and the downhill i mean that's that's that you know that's adrenaline it amazes you but you've also got that possibility of they are going to completely wipe out (laughs) and uh so it's it's kind of like watching a a train wrecking yeah (laughs) i don't know how you become that person who does that that is just complete (laughs) zero fear I mean, yep. no fear at all to be able to do that. Yep, yep. Well, you know, Debbie and I love curling. So <laughs> yeah. last night, um, Debbie shared with me the T-shirts that she ordered. <laughs> USA Curling T-shirts. No, she did. Yes, she did. So uh, we will be supporting the United States curling team. You'll uh, have to heavily. post a picture of that. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, we like curling. So <laughs> so like the official USA Curling curling T-shirts. That's right. Got. Yeah. That's okay. right. Wow. So... Yeah, and it's funny because the, the two sports that I really don't care for in the Winter Olympics, probably as much as anything else, are probably the two most popular. Figure skating and hockey are probably the two most popular. See, I'm popular. the same way. I, I just I, could, I don't care anything about figure skating. Couldn't care less, yeah. And, uh, and hockey is just, 
you know, if you live up north, you're probably a big hockey fan. Down south, we just have a hard time understanding and, and getting into hockey. And I've tried. I don't it. even know the rules. I, I have tried to get into hockey. I actually learned the rules. I, I know the rules. I just find it hard to follow the puck and to, to yeah. see what's, to understand what's going on. So I do um, like the fights. Because they don't let them fight as much as they used to, no, do they? I know. It used to be much better. Used yeah. to. The refs would just step back. And <laughs> yeah, say, at least for a minute. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it's all good. It's all good. All right. The story this week, let's get to that. The The story this week, it, it, it's so simple. Um, and I love the just the heartfelt nature of this one. It's called God is Faithful and He Works in the Details. It's by Fernanda McCarthy. I am feeling the need to share my story of how and why I joined Run for God and just how amazing the experience has been so far. I'm 41 years old, and since I was 39, my goal has been to be in the best shape of my life in my 40s. Well, it has only been wishful thinking so far. I had a baby at the end of 2019, and while still recovering and getting back to normal, COVID started, and since then, I had not found the motivation to get moving. As the end of yet another year approached, I started thinking about it, and a desire to run again started tugging at my heart. I used to run about 10 years ago, off and on. The thing, <clears throat> the thing is, this time I was annoyed at myself because I didn't want to start something and not finish. I really wanted to commit to something. Well, scrolling through Facebook, I came up on this Run for God post, and I did something I never do. I bought the box without any research or even thinking about it at all. I just saw run and God in the same sentence, and I knew that was it. That was the exact thing that I needed, except that I really had no idea what it was. But it seemed like something I had to join. So I got my box, loved the hoodie, started following the Facebook page and getting encouraged, but I still wasn't clear on how I was going to incorporate running into my schedule. That's when I was reminded that God is in the details and that he wants to be involved in every aspect of our lives. Last Monday night, I was lying in bed thinking about my schedule and figuring out where running would fit in. I came up with the fact that I could commit Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday to training. I truly believe that God was planning with me and that he put those days in my heart. The next day, I about, I about fell out of my chair when I decided to go to the site and really figure out what the 5K plan looks like. To my shock and awe, the days for that running plan are none other than Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, the days that just the night before I had committed to my heart. God is so good and faithful, and he desires to be involved in everything. When we seek first his kingdom, he really does show us that he will take care of the rest. What a mighty God we serve. I am so excited to be sharing this amazing journey with a community of believers who love the Lord and seek him in everything. To him be all the glory forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> you know, I can completely relate to Fernanda. Um, she bought the 5K Challenge student kit without knowing anything about it and that's so, something she normally doesn't do the last time i did that I've, i think i've only ever done that once just an impulse this this was during a late night infomercial and i bought a flavor wave oven okay <laughs> you know it's one of those things that they're you're you get suckered into this watching this video and they can cook a, a whole chicken in like three minutes or something yeah yeah 
I paid a lot of money for that thing, and I don't think I've ever used it once. And that, so at least Fernanda, she she got something she could do. Yeah, some, sometimes we yeah. get it right. I'd never do that, uh, but I did it once. That's funny. So kudos to the people that made that infomercial because it works. Yeah, yeah. So I've, if you're out there and you need a Flavor Wave oven that'll cook a chicken in three minutes, give me a call. <laughs> Sell you one cheap. Oh, uh, I've done the impulsive thing a number of times. Yeah. Because yeah, you can imagine that I would. Yeah. And um, it usually works out okay, but not always. Sometimes I do. I, I buy something, I get it home, and I'm like, eh, it's not exactly what I thought it was. And, then, and, yeah, and there's no return policy. Y- yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or sometimes you get suckered in, you order something, and it never shows up. Sure. And that's happened, too. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. We... <laughs> We, we've all been there where you know you weren't 100 percent sure um and, and then you but you do something and then you realize god throws something in there and you go mm-hmm. yeah this yeah. this is why I, I wasn't it wasn't an impulse of of me it was an impulse of god he knew yeah. i needed this and uh, yeah i, I wonder because it sounds like she got to the point where she real she had this deep burning desire. I've tried these changes and it hasn't happened, and now and now I really, really, I I, I don't want to quit. I want I want something I feel like I can really follow through on. And boom, yeah. run club shows up. Uh, I, I wonder how, how many people <clears throat> God does that. We get to that point where we get to that point where it's like, all right, I'm done. I need I I need to get focused and then God goes boom all right here you go yeah that's pretty awesome to see isn't it yeah I mean many times I, I talked about this last night with with our youth we were uh, we're we're actually reading through Judges which is not a fun one to go through with oh a goodness. bunch of youth yeah. um, but we were uh, we were talking about Gideon and you know how early on Gideon was kind of a, a coward and you know just always testing God and you know God if, if this is really what you want. And we were talking about how how do you know when God is is talking to you? And, I, and I've always kind of boiled it down to many times it's when it doesn't make sense that it's coming up at that moment and it's not in your nature and you're really having to step outside your comfort zone to do whatever it is. Yeah. Many times that is when God is is speaking. It's not an audible thing, but it's it's a circumstance thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like when you're when you're walking somewhere and and you feel this really strong desire to talk to this person that you haven't you don't know who they are. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, that is God talking because number one, that's not in most of our nature to just completely walk up to a stranger on the street. And it, it doesn't make sense because many times we're gonna have to stop what we're we were planning to do. So yeah, I mean it, it, that's where the conviction of the Holy Spirit comes in and, and um Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Scripture, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Matthew six thirty three. So I told you before we got to to start this podcast that sometimes God just cues these things up so clearly. Yeah. We've been reading as a family. Um, I bought this book a couple years ago, and if you're watching, you can see it, but it's kind of Billy Graham's trilogy of his top three books of all times, and it's The Secret of Happiness, Hope for the Troubled Heart, and Death, and The Life After. But we've been reading The Secret to Happiness as a family at night, and last night we started the final chapter. And so for this whole book, he's been talking about, you know, the secret to happiness and, 
you know, kind of diagnosing different lack of happiness and, you know, how to get through that. But then chapter 10, he starts with the kind of the summation of the whole book. And he says, the secret of happiness, you know, he's, we, I've read nine chapters about the secret of happiness and yeah. the 10th chapter he starts with now the secret of happiness is seek ye first the kingdom of God and all shall be added unto you. What a question. And then I, I pull this up and it's like, boom, there it is again. So maybe, maybe God's telling me something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that, that really does sum it up. It does. I mean, it really is pretty simple. Yeah, I was looking at my Bible, and the <clears throat> the title to this this section, you know, a lot of times Bibles, you know, they've got titles on them, which were, you know, I added added later, but the the title of this one is the cure for anxiety. Right, and boy, don't we have that in in today's society in spades. I mean, we just we got tons of it, and and so this is the cure. Mm-hmm. This it's the Matthew six thirty three is the cure for anxiety. If you've got anxiety. Uh, and, and I think that, that with the pandemic and everything that's going on and all the division in the world right now, we're not going we're not going to get in all the politics and stuff of all of that. But it's uh, it is really got people anxious and mm-hmm. people fired up. I got a I, I hate to I'm being transparent here, but I got an email yesterday from the college that just got me so fired up that I just wanted to I mean, I want I wanted to quit mm-hmm. is what I wanted to do immediately. Yeah. Like right now, because I was like, I was so frustrated by the the anxiety that it creates that is needless. And I won't go into the reason for it, but it was, but that just got me inside. I mean, I could feel the heat in my chest, right? <laughs> because, it, 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 and we, we do that all the time these days. Sure. Because there's more and more stuff out there. And this is the cure. But you know, it's a choice. Yeah, it's a, it's it's something we allow because I do it too. Yeah, I mean it's you you see something or watch something and you're like oh that just and we start feeling and you and I are are pretty good at we'll feed off each other a lot of times and we'll yeah. we'll be so mad after a car ride somewhere that you know we just need to spend a few <laughs> days apart because we get to talking about whatever it is and it's yeah. but it's a choice it we is. can choose to talk about Paul when we're driving down the road. And, and we wouldn't get as fired up. So maybe we need to do that from now on. Well, what's funny about this is that this this kept me fired up the rest of the day. I mean, the rest of the day. I can only imagine. Right? And so <laughs> the girls had a workout on the track yesterday. We did the workout. They had a spectacular workout. Mm-hmm. And they got through. And, of course, because I've been sick, I'm trying to stay kind of away from them anyway. But I really didn't have a ton of really positive words to say to him, which is unlike me. Usually after the end of a workout, I'm just, you know, saying a lot of stuff. I didn't. This morning I get up, I put, pick up my Bible, I read my Bible for a little bit, and you know what the first thing that hit me was? I need to send a communication out to all those girls that ran that workout yesterday and tell them what a great job they did. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny how that's connected to I picked my Bible up mm-hmm. and now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's conviction in that book. I, absolutely. Yep. Uh Okay, another one. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Of course, that's Philippians 4.13. We've talked about it so many times. Um, yeah, and it's here again, it's so weird because, you know, I told you we read the first part of chapter 10 in, in this in Billy Graham's book last night, which it, the title of that is Steps to Happiness. Um, but my youngest son last night landed, 
it was funny that this was the question he posed when we got done. Because I, when I get done reading whatever it is, whether I'm reading scripture or reading from a book, I'll, I'll just finish and I'll say thoughts. You know, it's usually it's Holly and I and Lane and Landon, and I just want to hear. I try to get them talking. And Landon said we were talking about contentment and in Philippians four thirteen and how it, it re, really the root of it is Paul saying to be content. He's he's had a lot and he's had a little. He's had plenty to eat and he's had nothing to eat um but landon asked a question that really got me to thinking and it's 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 so not like landon to ask a question like this but he said can you be content and still reach for goals and that really just got i mean that was one of those questions where it's your, your brain is kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's such a deep question, but it was a great question. It really got us to talking, and um, the answer is yes. I mean, yeah. you, you can, and it's all about perspective, and we'll talk about it a little bit more down here. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's well, just it's so weird that, again, this verse is one we talked about just last night. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, what strikes me when you say that is the, the beauty of striving – for goals is not in the goal itself, right? Right, And that's where we get it wrong because we often think that, well, once I reach that goal, then everything's gonna be great. Right. But the truth is, it's the journey along the path to reaching that goal that is so rewarding. And where so, you need to find contentment yeah, along the way. Yeah, 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 that's, uh, that's a great question. Yeah, I mean, the Bible says striving yeah, but, for things that are ahead, forgetting the things that are behind. I mean, that's yeah. a picture of we need to be striving, yeah. but we can be content along the way. But many yeah. times society will tell us that until you get there, you can't be content. And yeah. if you're a goal-oriented person, you're never going to get there because there is going to move. It's just like it's just like we as runners, you yeah. know, I'm going to do a 5K and that's going to be it. Well, we know that more times than not, that's not how it works. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's you, you run that, you run your first marathon, and at mile twenty three, you're like, I'm never going to do this again, and you cross that finish line, and you're like, Where's the registration for the next one? Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, but it's being content along the way is what we're called to be. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the the title again, going back to the titles in these sections, the section this section is appreciation of support. Yeah, which obviously brings to mind Run Club, sure. Because how much do we see of folks supporting one another and emails? I've gotten emails from folks saying, you know, first let me just thank you and Mitchell for what you do, and just a lot, a lot of great, uh, a lot of great boosting. Uh, the Facebook group is just great with that. Um, if you're struggling, I, pr I promise you. Here's what you know. When I was in human resources at one time, sometimes being in human resources gets to be a really negative job because mm -hmm. it's just one negative thing after another. Often, and what I found was, if I ever wanted to feel better about it, about things that were going on, is I would just get up from my desk and I would go walk through the plant and go talk with people. Mm -hmm. And those people would just lift you up. They didn't even know they were doing it, but they're yeah. just talking about their family and stuff. And you're just, it's just you realize that there's a reason why I do what I do. And if you're struggling, that Facebook group is walking through the plant. Go to the Facebook group if you're struggling, and I promise you, you'll be lifted up. It'll take you five minutes, and you'll be going, yeah, I mean, oh, it's the same things aren't so bad. Thing with anything, you know, I I get a little torn up sometimes because, you know, Holly and Gay out there, they, they truly have a thankless job. 
Mm. I mean, so many of you do reach out and you thank them, and, and I thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I'll go out there sometimes, and and what they get is the few people who are complaining about things and you know just like you know we're, we're having a lot of renewals right now on run club subscriptions well if when you join run club it it automatically renews just like any other subscription out there it's very plain we put it out there it's very well known that these automatically renew and there there's some people who sign up and never do anything with it there again, th- these are the people who aren't putting anything into Run Club, therefore they're not getting anything out of it. Yeah. So they sign up, they never do anything, they forget that they even signed up, and then one year from that date, their credit card gets hit for another annual renewal, and they'll email Holly and Gay and say, I can't believe y'all, this is a scam. You know, talk oh. about getting my blood boiling. Yeah. But that that's why... W- you know, we have to encourage them a lot because yeah. they're only hearing a small, very small percentage of what's going on here. And so so they need to be encouraged just just like we're talking here. They they need to see as much as anybody the other side. And that's why, you know, I really try to push them to this group. And of course they do get the emails. They're they're they'll get two emails that are those kind of emails, and then they'll get forty that are just praising them and saying thank y'all for all yeah. that you do because they do i mean they're they're behind the scenes in what you and i do but you and i couldn't do what we do without them for and sure. so just it's kind of a shout out to holly and gay out there that amen you know they're they're in a thankless job they're not seen all the time but no number one they're not scamming anybody and number two they work tirelessly out there um doing what they do <laughs> and for it's for all, all of you guys. If people had any idea just how big the hearts are in those two women, yeah. they would realize that they would they wouldn't even look at you in a negative way if right. if they had the opportunity and and had a reason. I right. mean, they're just that's the way they are. So, so if you're out there and you think we're scamming, send the emails to me and Dean. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, just know that you know, yeah, you won't get exactly I'll, I'll the same care. response. But which is why we're not in that role, right? Exactly. Um, so, so, yeah, I don't know how we got off there. But uh, kudos, kudos to Holly and Gay. Angie has even been out here helping some lately. Um, Angie's kind of a household name and run clubs. She's been yeah. driving up and helping. And um, and thank you to all of you out there who send the kind message. Keep them coming for sure because yeah. they need them for yep. sure. Yeah, we love it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Of course, we've talked about that one before Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, But what struck me was at the very end, you know, he says, he will make your paths straight. And then the, the question that hit me was, why do our paths need to be straight? Mm. Right? It's a deep question. It, 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 it was. And and here's the, the answer that I feel like I, I came to was I feel like it's the best way to please God mm-hmm. is that's the path that he's talking about. The path that he's talking about making straight is not the not the general path where we go out and we, we you know, we talk with friends and stuff, but the, the path of pleasing God, mm-hmm. of of making sure that we do all that we can do um, to do to to uplift him and, and to to share him with others um, 
and and if we're out there and we're wandering this crooked path and we're not on the path that God wants us on, first of all, it's taking us longer, but we're also, we have these side trips along the way mm-hmm. where we're doing stuff we shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's destructive to us when we should be headed forward. Yeah, I think maybe I've got a different look at it and and that's good that you know we all look at these things different but i think to me god will make our path straight number one it's not a picture of ease the yeah. path is still there we still have to travel the path yeah um but a straight path to me indicates clarity and you know when when we're away from god our path is crooked and that creates confusion anxiety you know if you're if you're if you're on a trail and you don't know where you're at and it's just winding back and forth and you can't see the end and that that creates anxiety and confusion you don't know where you're at but think about a straight path you know you can you can see the other end you know clearly what's at the other end and that's that's kind of the picture it paints for me is that it's straight so well we can see god on the other side there's still a journey there's still a path that we've got to go down but it, it brings peace into our life just like a straight path would bring peace to our life and we can see the finish line yeah. Uh, where if you can't see the finish line and you don't know how long it is, that that kind of puts a picture of anxiety to me. That's that's kind of what it says to me. But yeah, that's, um, that's you know it's funny. But it's I, one of those things where we all look at it different depending yes. on the day. Tomorrow it's, I may look at it just like you looked at it. It's amazing how deep the scriptures are. Sure, isn't it? Question: If God promises that I seek Him first, all other things would be given to me as well. Why do I worry about the details of my life when He tells me that all I need to do is trust Him? <laughs> you know, I, I want to park on on three words that was used in that question, and and we're all guilty of of using this sentiment. But Scripture doesn't say all other things, right? The scripture says these things. And in the scripture, he's talking about food and clothing, the necessities of life. Yeah. Uh, but I think many times discontentment among Christians comes from when we misuse this sentiment. You know, if I seek first the kingdom, then God will give me all the things my heart desires. That's not nope. true. That That is a recipe for discontentment. Um, you know, in this same book last night, the the – where I, where I talked about Billy Graham kind of summed it up and said the secret of happiness is seek first the kingdom of God. But he starts off this chapter with a quote of King George V. I don't know anything about King George V, but evidently he wrote it at one time. He said, the secret of happiness is not to do what you like to do, but to learn to like what you have to do. Wow. Never heard that before. Um but it's so true. Yeah. You know, so many people you hear are discontent in their in their jobs. And so you're in a job you don't like, like and you find yourself wishing you had the job you do like. Well, how about making the choice to be the best at your current job while having the goal of moving on to a different job in 12 months? Completely different mind shift. One is riddled with discontentment. Uh, and fear while the other is grounded in contentment with a plan it's it's kind of what we talked about earlier going back to landon's question last night can yeah. you be content and be goal oriented yeah yes yeah and and that's an example of we're called 
to be the best employee we can be, whatever our circumstance. At the time, Jesus was even talking to slaves. Be the best slave you can be and have an exit strategy. While they didn't have many exit strategies back then, that's kind of feeds over to our life today. We can we can choose to live in wishful thinking and what could have been and I wish, I wish I had this, I wish I had that. Or we can we can put our head down and be the best Christian we can be at whatever our circumstance is today, but we can have a goal to do something else. And that's yeah. it's just a different it's a different way of looking at things that makes all the difference to our happiness. And the reason why we think we need something else, it's, it, it's one word. Marketing. Yeah. Quit paying attention to yeah. the marketing. They're manipulating all of us, yeah. our brains, all the time to tell us we need, we need, sure. we need. The reason why, you know, I think, what, and of course, you, you're in the building industry. <coughs> the reason why houses are three times the size they were 50 mm-hmm. years ago is because we all think we need all that extra yeah. space. And the truth is we don't need it. Sure. We just want it. Right. Yeah. And that that just there again we we chase the need that we need these things and it often leads to um unhappiness. I mean, yeah. take a take a bigger house for example. Yeah. You think you need this big house, well then you get this big house, well then what do you need? You need furniture to fill all these rooms and you need, you know, it takes you more time to clean and all the, you know, I'm not talking I'm not talking bad about anybody that's have has a big house, but it feeds off of when we think we need or we're entitled it it, it just creates a vicious cycle that never stops and yeah. it steals and robs our contentment that Paul yeah. talks about that he was he was feeling while sitting in a Roman prison yeah um we we need to we need to look there rather than you know what we need to do next always trying to get that next thing just be content goals are great yep goals are great but we don't we don't need to allow the constant pursuit of goals to steal our joy and our contentment today the contentment is not in the reaching of the goal exactly it's in the striving for it question two do i truly believe that with god all things are possible of course it's really easy to say yes yeah in that case um, but it's really hard to put into practice, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, and we say it all the time, um, you know. And I was I was reading this story recently, and we've all heard this this thing: Can God make a stone so heavy that He can't move it? <laughs> and that's atheists love to to use that mm-hmm. phrase because you say that God can do anything, so He could make a stone that He can't move, but then He can't do anything because He can't move the stone. It's like I've actually never heard that. Have you never heard no, that? I've never heard that. Yeah, I've heard that a number of times. And the truth is, is God can't be mocked. And that's what you're doing mm-hmm. in this case, is you're mocking God. And um, that, do we truly believe that all things are possible? Yeah, all things are possible that God wants to do. Not mm-hmm. not all things. God's not going to do everything that we want him to do. Back to what we were just talking about a little bit ago. He's, that's not saying God can do all things you want him to do. Can't He can. He's not going to. He's going to do what he chooses to do. Yeah. And there's a difference. And, you know, last night, again, I, I go back to we were 
in the youth group we were reading through judges and and um talking about gideon and, and gideon kept he kept god let me let me lay this blanket down and you make it wet but don't make the ground around it wet and then make the ground around it wet and don't make the blanket all, all these things where he was <laughs> testing god and god in his grace he was just like okay 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 and and i asked the, the guys in my group i had high school guys i said well, what do you think about that and one of the guys said he's just a coward and it, it kind of took me off guard at first and i was like yeah you're right but it's easy to throw stones at gideon when we do the same exact thing we yeah. we look for for all these god just give me one more sign I, I know this is what you're telling me to do i know you're telling me to talk to this guy you, you've put this you know roadblock in my way so i would talk to this guy well just you know make the roadblock a little bit higher so i'll go talk to this guy but i'm trying to think of where i was going with this um yeah get- but it's this it's the same thing we do day in and day out oh what i was going to say but it's all rooted in one thing it was it was it was rooted in in gideon it was rooted in in all the characters throughout the bible is fear yeah you know gideon was afraid he was afraid of what his family was going to do to him if he went and tore down these temples and that's why the bible is so clear i think one of the most common talked about subjects in the bible is do not fear Mm. and but really that's where it all comes back to is we know what god is telling us oftentimes the children of israel when they got to the red sea they knew what god was telling them what did they do well let's pray about it let's pray about it let's pray about it Mm. and god was very explicit in scripture in exodus he said stop praying and do what you know you need to do and so it's it's real easy to look at the children of Israel or Gideon or all these people in the Bible, but they're in Scripture because they represent who we are today, yeah. and there's lessons in that. And um, so, yeah, good word, good question. Yeah, <clears throat> and here's the bottom line: is if our desire matches His desire, then yes, all things are possible. It's that simple, right? Yeah, and you can believe, you can absolutely believe that with God all things are possible. And you can absolutely believe that God is calling you to do something. And you can still ask him for more signs because of the fear. I absolutely believe that God can do anything. But I, myself, as well as everybody listening to this, we've questioned God at times because we're scared of what that does but we but again we know joshua 119 that it's outside our comfort zone where god really makes big things happen and yeah. we we know all these things as as followers of christ but we constantly have to be reminded yeah unfortunately last question am i brave and do i trust him enough to go where he leads when i surrender my life to him hmm. Man, that's a great question, and it's unfortunately the word brave is so overused these days. Um, and in this context, it's properly used, mm-hmm. but in in so it's people are brave for doing things that are ordinary things that are they're not even risking anything when they sure. do it, and they're brave. And it's like that's not what the word brave means. We're we're so watering down so many words these days mm-hmm. by. You know, one of the words, and I I use it myself. This is I'm pointing the finger at me when I say this. We use the word awesome so often, mm-hmm. and it's like 
the things we call awesome are not usually awesome. Right. They're, I mean, awesome is a big word, yeah. but we've we've made it into this this little word, and it's a shame. But brave is a big word. But I think that especially in this day and time, <clears throat> um, stepping out and, and doing what God wants us to do, even when it's unpopular, it is pretty brave. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not as brave in this country mm-hmm. <laughs> as it is, say, in China, sure. where you can be killed right. for that. Um, but it's brave. Being brave is kind of relative, but it is it is a lot braver than than a lot of other choices you can make these days, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I kind of put brave and boldness in the same same. I, I consider it kind of the same word. You know, I've often said that to me, boldness is doing something uh, that the only thing you have to fall back on is what you claim to put your faith in. Yeah. Well, I claim to put my faith in Jesus Christ. So true boldness is doing something that will utterly and completely fail unless Christ shows up. That's true boldness and braveness. Yeah. Uh, is doing what God calls you to do knowing that if god doesn't show up this is gonna fail yeah and that that is the best use of the word brave and boldness to me yeah you know what i love about bravery bravery leads to more bravery Mm -hmm. let me illustrate there's a lot of people who step out and do the 5k challenge mm-hmm. and it is incredibly difficult and very very hard for them to do that sure. just to do the 5k challenge well they get to the end of the 5k challenge i think i can do a 10k yeah and they do the that 10K. works and, and then you know eventually they're running a marathon when initially their first thought was oh this 5k looks so daunting and it takes some bravery for them to step out right. now they're crossing the finish line of the disney world marathon because that 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 bravery fed on they itself. Took that one step. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. While you are working hard to keep your body in shape physically, the music you listen to while you run can help keep you in shape spiritually. We have partnered with J Radio to put together a group of running playlists by Mitchell, Lane, Holly, me, and others that you hear on the Run Club podcast. Plus, you can listen to a playlist put together by members of Run Club just like you. Check out the whole station of Run For God playlist now at jradio.com and in the J Radio app. All right, we're back. You know what I find difficult about the Olympics is that I don't, I don't understand the sports that well. And I guess it's because... Uh, a lot of my growing up was done in the south and we don't have a lot of snow and i don't know what it feels like to to do a lot of those sports whereas it, i haven't even i've never skied even now really yeah i know isn't that crazy because hmm. i would love to go but i've just never it's never worked out for me you up to gatlinburg one weekend yeah, i would love to go um Honestly, I think I'd be good at it. Well, I don't know now that I've gotten older. I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> That's pro- a good way to get hurt. Yeah, my problem is going into the first time. I'm good at this. Yeah, it, it's it's like I've told. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like I've told you before about the mountain bike. You know, I don't do mountain biking, and the reason why I don't is because you think I know you can me. Be good at it. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I know what I can. I'll take chances that I shouldn't take. <laughs> uh, but you know, for the Summer Olympics, you know, I've played baseball and I've run track. I've you know, I've shot a bow. I've, you know, you've, you've you've done a lot of the stuff they do in the Summer Olympics. The Winter Olympics, I haven't done a lot of that stuff. So right. it's a little bit harder to relate to. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Of course, I want to try curling. 
you know, some point in time, I got to get on the curling ice to try some curling. Cause I think that's that, probably a pretty safe bet to think you're good at curling. Cause well, you're not going to break a bone if, yeah. Well, I don't know. You drop your own those, ice. So. You drop one of those stones on you. You're gonna, <laughs> yeah. I wonder how heavy those are. I can't remember. I, I've heard, I want to say they're like 50 or 60 pounds. I mean, they're, they're really, yeah, they're heavy. It's yeah. probably just a granite stone. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. 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 They're, they're very heavy. All right. It's time for Dean's thoughts, and that's a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. Talk about the Summer Olympics. You've watched the hurdles, right, mm-hmm. and the hurdlers jumping over hurdles, uh, at least on TV if you haven't seen it live. Well, I was thinking about what goes through their mind while they're hurdling, and here's what I came up with. This one's called The Mind of a Hurdler. Some of the most exciting events that track meet are the hurdle events in the in the past Olympics, the 400-meter hurdles final may have been the best race I've ever seen in my life as Karsten Warholm from Norway bested Rye Benjamin of the United States in the most impressive 45 seconds of running in history. When I'm at a track meet, crowds of people will often gather along the straightaway to watch the exciting hurdle events. Why? Well, there are two reasons. One, it's like watching poetry as they skillfully negotiate the eight to 10 hurdles so fluidly. Two, you know there's a chance of someone missing a hurdle and having a spectacular crash. It's a little like NASCAR in that way. I had a recent epiphany when I thought about how these athletes approach these hurdle races, and I want us to, I want us to try to take our minds to the place they have to go to be successful in their events. Let me start by asking a question. How does a hurdler think about a hurdle? You and I would look at it as an obstacle, right? But the hurdler doesn't look at it that way. (coughs) It's part of the race. It's supposed to be there. It's going to be there. They know it's coming, and so they have built the hurdle into their race plan. In short, they expect things to slow them down and be prepared for them in order to negotiate them as deftly as possible. What if we looked at our obstacles the same way? We know there are going to be obstacles in life. We're going to have to work our way over or around those obstacles, sometimes daily. We may not know what they are, but we can prepare for them. At the very least, we can avoid being surprised by them. I've never pursued a running goal where every workout and every run went perfectly. I've never trained for an event without several of life's issues creeping in and threatening to cause havoc over my training schedule. But I've learned over the years that sidestepping the bad workouts and life events can be done. And you can learn that too. When something threatens to derail your training, the first thing you have to do is remain calm. We think more clearly when we're calm. Then think about what you can do. When faced with an obstacle that will not allow us to do exactly what we want to do, we stand there and complain about how big the obstacle is or we lament that we can't do what we wanted to do. Stop there. Now, start thinking about what you can do. Let's look at an example. An emergency comes up and I can't run my scheduled 5 p.m. run. Don't just give up. What, What else can you do? Did you know far enough ahead of time to get up early that morning and do it before work? Do you have access to a treadmill where you can do it conveniently in between something else you have going on during the day? Are you going to have to get up, get out at 9.30 p.m. to get it done? You normally go to bed at 10? 
So what? When you're done, you will feel so hardcore about getting it done that it will be worth the missed sleep. Figure out what you can do and quit worrying so much about what you can't do. Look at the obstacles like a hurdler looks at a hurdle. It's part of the race. Just go over it and keep going. Our faith journey works the same way, doesn't it? We have many days where things go well and it's easy to be a follower of Christ. But then there are days when it feels like there are obstacles every 10 meters. For example, you finally get into a rhythm with your Bible study and prayer in the mornings, but then a big project at work has you working long hours and you don't have time. But the truth is that you can find the time. It may have to be at a different time of the day temporarily, but that's part of negotiating the hurdle. Or maybe you had a loved one get really sick or even pass away. That can certainly throw a hurdle in front of you, but you can negotiate that hurdle too. Granted, it is tough, but with God's help, it is possible. Matthew 19, 26 says, but Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Do you believe that? When life gives you obstacles, look at them the same way a hurdler looks at his hurdles. They are part of the race. Sure, sometimes you may hit a hurdle and go down, but you'll come back for another race because that's who you are. Learn to negotiate the barriers as deftly as a hurdler, and you will find that people are standing on the straightaway watching you run the race with grace and power. And everyone loves to watch a good hurdles race. That's a good story, Dean. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we historically we've always talked about that with our athletes. You know, go go ahead and expect hurdles go ahead and expect challenges whether it's in a race or your training and and go ahead and make a plan for those because we've always said you're much more likely to get over those hurdles if you plan for them yeah how much better would we all be if the first thing we did when we were presented with that hurdle was to think about how to get over it yeah instead of whining and complaining that it's there right right we all do it i don't i don't care who you i was just talking about the email that's exactly what I was. That was doing. a hurdle. That was a hurdle, yeah. right? And so, what did I do? I let it bother me for hours. But right? and and the funny thing is, all of our hurdles are different because yeah, I don't. Well, I do. Some of those kind of emails do bother me, but I tend to shake those things off a little bit better than you do. But the devil knows what gets under my crawl. Yeah, and and he'll he'll talk. So all of our hurdles are very different. Yeah, because all of our personalities are different. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, we just we just got to learn that. Yeah, look at them as opportunities. Yeah. As a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about our government and 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 the, there's a hurdle. There's a <laughs> it's not just a hurdle. What I see them doing over and over again is they're they're throwing the hurdles in front of themselves as right. they go. Right. It's like, here, let me let me tell you how bad we've got it and they throw a hurdle in front of them. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's crazy. Self-imposed hurdles. Those yeah. are the worst. Yeah. But we and do it we too. We do it. Yeah. We sure. do it too. Yeah. We we worry about the what ifs. Yeah. That's what I always say. We we worry about what ifs so much sometimes. Yeah. And you know, what ifs you know, you know the old saying: "If ifs and buts were candies and nuts, every day would be Christmas." I've never heard that. Have you, have you never, never heard, heard that. that. <laughs> well, say that again. If ifs and buts were candies and nuts, every day would be Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where um, wor- we worry about things that aren't even going to happen. Yeah, you know, and it's we we again, it's a it's a fictitious hurdle. It's like we're jumping over hurdles that aren't even there. 
Yeah, you know that that is probably where I struggle. That's that's one of my hurdles is is thinking about things that could happen. That's because the, that, I'm a planner. Yeah, that's another difference between and you I and start I. thinking about well, what if that happens, and then I'll start to join, and I'll go off the deep end. <laughs> and you know, my loving wife is very good at, at pulling me out of that sometimes. But um, that is one place I struggle is is the what if it doesn't go right? What if what if the economy crashes? What if you know all these big things I tend to dwell on sometimes, and um, it's just yeah. it's. It, it's wrong. It's a sin. It's fear. Yeah. And the Bible is clear. Do not fear. Yep. And again, God, we just had read a story about how God is in the details. God mm-hmm. wants us to wants to help us with that. Right. But we have to go to. We have to take it to Him. We sure. can't. We can't just say, "Well, God, why why did you make me this way?" Sure. And then expect Him to change us. We have to take it to Him and go. I mean, you and I have talked about a number of things where. I've gotten so much better at some things because just over the years, God has just slowly chipped away mm-hmm. all of those rough edges and made me better at some things. Right. And this this kind of stuff, this throwing hurdles in front of ourselves is no different. Right. No different at all. Great story. Yeah. If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You, yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. All right, we're back. So did you know that we had two American records set recently? I did, and a Canadian record. And a Canadian record? Yeah. Okay. They were all, weren't they all in the same? I, I didn't even pay attention to the Canadian record. I was so excited about that. Well, American I just records. know that it was it was another one of Ryan's athletes. Okay. That broke gotcha. the Canadian record. Okay. So he's, he's doing something right. Yeah, he is. I'll um, tell you what, Sarah. But yeah, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah Hall, that's. She's crushing it. Yeah. Crushing it. She's getting better the older she gets. And, yeah. It's what she's, she's 38, mm-hmm. and she just set the American record for the half marathon, which is was 107. She broke the old record by Molly Huddle uh, by 10 seconds. I think it's like a 507, 506 pace it's for cruising. a half marathon. Um, she finished her last mile in 458. Yeah. She knew she was close, and she really hammered that last mile. And... Uh, yeah, it's, it's neat. Sarah is so determined. I love to watch her run. She looks yeah. like she's running hard from the gun. Right. And and I love to watch people like that run. I've got one of those athletes on my team. She just she looks like she's she's struggling against fatigue all mm-hmm. the time, but she just keeps going, and it's it's great. Yeah, and it, but it's funny because I, I read a, a an interview of Sarah after that race, and she talks about and you hear this a lot how you know the past couple years. You know, there was there were times when she just she didn't she didn't know she was going to even be in the sport anymore. Yeah, and it's it's pushing through that adversity, and you hear that so many times from yeah. these big things. And but you always you hear it a lot that oftentimes your your greatest mountaintops are preceded by your deepest valleys, and you hear that a lot in running. That um, I was just talking to a coach just recently with an athlete that was talking about getting out of the sport of triathlon, 
and now he's he's moving way up the ranks in in professional triathlon and so it, there's there's something to be said for pushing through those deep valleys and and yeah. making it making it happen because uh, a lot of times that's what we have to do yep you know we have to make ourselves trod through those deep valleys so that we can see those mountaintops and that's what sarah did for sure and you know i've got we, on, on our women's team i got a couple of ladies who never almost never i want to say never very infrequently don't hit the times they're supposed to hit in their workouts um while the others struggle frequently mm-hmm. well, why is that it just so happens that those two ladies are the fastest runners on the team mm-hmm. amazing how that works mm-hmm. isn't it it's it, there's so much in the mind sure to overcoming these things and just pushing through and getting getting through it well the the second record that was set was the american record for the marathon and this kind of came out and kind of came out kind of came out of nowhere she kind of Ill, illustrates it she kind of expected it uh, but Kiera D'Amato set the record for the marathon broke the uh, the record has been was set by Dina Castor way back in what 2006 I think it was and she ran 219 I mean that's I don't think the second American under under 220 yeah um, and but she did leave the sport I mean she she did eight yeah. years yeah. eight years she was gone you know having kids and getting married and just living life in general and she like like she she was a very successful runner obviously beforehand mm-hmm. but she decided i have some unfinished business mm-hmm. that i want to go back to and so she she started training hard again i think in 2016 i think it was and um you know it was a, it was an injury that forced her out there again obstacles mm-hmm. things that get in the way uh, but yeah, in 2016 she comes back and uh, and then starts training hard, and this is where she she ends up today is a 39 year old I think 37 39. She's again just like Sarah. She's mm-hmm. older than your normal person who uh, sets records. So she did this at Houston as well, right? She did this in Houston yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah the the Canadian record was for the men's marathon. Okay. Um, and that was one of Ryan's athletes as well. Wow. So, um, yeah. So yeah, that was a good day for for runners there for sure. Yeah, between Kiera and Molly Seidel, yeah, we'll, we got some bright spots in the women's marathon. Well, and Sarah too. Yeah. Sarah has run well. She's just she hasn't run well at the right times in the marathon. Right. Um, so hopefully that that's something that'll maybe change soon. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so cool. And, and both of those both of those ladies are moms. For, for those, I mean, I just, it's cool. Well, look at the past Olympics. Yeah. I mean, some of the, the track ladies were yeah. moms. And so, I mean, that's, man, that's just a testament to, again, you know, having easy. children is, is, is not the end of running careers or, yeah. or running in general. Um, that's right. It's, it's proven that sometimes it gets better after that. So. That's right. And yeah. I, you, you have to wonder is some of that, is some of that where their focus has gone? You know, they've kind of stepped away from the sport for a little while and come back with a different kind of focus and at least for for some of these ladies it looks like that was the game changer for them yeah yep yep all right how about a trivia question for this week all right all right name the lady who has won the most new york city marathons and tell me where she's from you have no idea who this is. You don't I think know I know, name. but I don't know the name. But I only know because of what you say next. It brings back some memories for me. Yeah, I, I don't know her name, but I think I know the circumstance you're talking about. I think yeah. I yeah. don't know that. Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, this uh, 
Because I've heard you tell the story. I yeah, think. this this is a, a lady who was uh, who was big back when I was young, running competitively when I was young, and so I, I followed her very very closely, and it was uh, it was interesting. And she was she was. Did so you come up dominant. beside this lady in a race? No. Okay. Nope. Okay, I'm thinking of. I think you said you were at Boston. and You came up beside somebody. Yeah, that's a whole different. This is that, that's Joan Benoit Samuelson. Okay. Um, well, that's who I was. That's thinking. not who it is. Okay. No, no. Well, I'll have to go look this up. You have to look it up. Yeah, for sure. And you can send those answers to Dean at RunForGod.com, and we'll send you a, a mug. Yep. And a tumbler, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, there's nothing like having uh, something to to show off to other people look yeah and we can't send the run club boxes right now because we just absolutely sold out of them and yeah which is what's cool That's too but um you know we're, we're we're looking at trying to get those restocked and the time frame is a little bit further than we thought because of everything that's going on everybody's out of everything so uh we're yeah. working hard to get those back in stock so but for now yeah you get a cool coffee mug we're part of the supply trade supply chain crisis we are unfortunately <laughs> all right every week i share a reason why running is so awesome and this week i haven't even shared this one yet and it just hit <laughs> me i'm like what and i thought what is one reason why running is so awesome the run for god run club yeah I mean, it's the number one reason why running is so awesome, right? <laughs> I can't believe I've never said it. So, uh, Run Club, that's why running is so awesome. So, let's give it a selfish plug real quick. Okay. If if you don't know about Run Club and you're listening to this podcast, maybe you just happened upon this podcast, go to runforgod.com. It's it's uh, 27 cents per day if you sign up for the annual membership uh, or as cheap as nine ninety seven a month if you want to do monthly. But yeah, I mean, you get all the training plans. You can jump in, jump out whenever you want. You've got the um, uh, the Thursday night lives. You have the uh, the couch to marathon that's going on right now. We're going to be offering some couch to five Ks here coming up. But probably worth the price of admission is the Run Club group, the Facebook group. Even if you're not on Facebook, you know you can set it up in ways where you just go to that one thing. It's worth the price of entry, Dean. We've talked yep. about it probably five or six times just on this podcast already, of the things that we see and are encouraged by. But go check us out, runforgod.com, find out all about it, and get registered. Yeah. And we get a lot of positive messages about this podcast, too. Mm-hmm. And so if you're one of those who listen to this podcast regularly and you love this podcast, one of the things that helps grow Run Club and helps get Run Club out there in the public eye where people can see kind of what we're doing and what we're about is for you to rate our podcast. Sure. So go out there and, and give us that, that great review and, and that kind of i don't know how all that stuff works but it, somehow it makes it better but it makes it better <laughs> and uh and and it helps for people to find us yeah so uh you want to do that <coughs> okay let's leave you with a motivational thought of the week and this is this one this one's from brian jett who is from he's from kentucky i'm not sure i'm not sure who the guy is he's some kind of an artist or something but yeah. i love this this quote that i found once your mind goes from if to when your resolve will immediately start removing the worries. Hmm. Just what we just talked about. with this whole podcast. It does. It does. So get out of the ifs and go to the wins. Yeah. And you'll find much more success and contentment. All right. All right. Great podcasting. All right. Now may God bless every step of every run and walk. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.